1: Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Monday. It's Hale Bar City Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Some fireworks a couple of hours ago in a good way for Nebraska. Friday night lights already paying off with another in-state lineman recruit. We'll get there plenty with Greg Smith recruiting and some recon. A uh, full visit, a, a, a press conference uh, along a noisy road with Malachi Coleman. We'll... Here from Malachi with his sit-down with the media coming up. We're loaded. Greg Smith in 15 minutes in hour two. Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride will join us. And then we'll spend some time with uh, the coach. Uh, and he's uh, such a high-level coach and educator. We, uh, we've always loved our time with Coach John Gingery of Lincoln East. Malachi Coleman, one of his uh, standout players. So we'll talk to Ging about uh, the, the process, Malachi's development, and, oh yeah, the world of college football uh, is is making a beeline to East. That includes Nebraska. and has been for a while. So, Coach Gingery, we are efforting our uh, our friend out in uh, Scotts Bluff giving us a nice hookup, so we're working on uh, somebody from the Knutson family. And the Elijah Herbel is... All over that. Numbers to get in can dial us up at 466 3776 466 3776, or toll free outside of Lincoln in our different regions of the state, 1 800 825 5865. Can find us that way on the phone lines, can get us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio, Chris Schmidt, at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal uh, is where you can follow Elijah and email, as always, chris at halevarsity.com. So Friday Night Lights uh, was was pretty big time. You had the seven-on-seven drills, and Nebraska had 13 visitors, and you had different groups uh, when we look at positions, right, offensive line, you had uh, some of the edge rushers, some of the premier edge rushers Nebraska has on their board, some athletes, uh, secondary players, uh, a lot of kids from Georgia. You had some uh, in-state prospects that no doubt were highlighted in Brock Knudsen that committed Earlier today from Scott's Bluff, Maverick Newton, uh, a uh, a big time talent in Husker legacy, and then of course Malachi Coleman, that is not going to make call a call till December, but it was uh, pretty good for him, uh, kind of a new Nebraska visit, uh, some wows with Friday Night Lights, Mario Buford Dorsey, uh, kind of put on a show Friday night. But Elijah, you just go down the list, and it 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 seems like it's copy and paste. But it's that that's okay Uh, when it comes to showcasing uh, what Nebraska is, what Nebraska wants to be, and just the energy and effort put in by Nebraska to to show out, to roll out that red carpet for a number of prospects. It's needed, but it's 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 different. And it's different in a good way because here's my impression, and and stop me if if you think I'm wrong or you you have a differing take. You're a lot closer to this than I am from a, from an age standpoint. On top of you you've had friends and peers not only get visits but get offers. You you yourself, Elijah, participated in Friday Night Light camps, right? I mean, being a, a starter at Lincoln Southeast, so. You've you've kind of lived this a little bit compared to Junior. May know some buddies that know some buddies that oh yeah so and so was was in Lincoln okay so wh- what would you say let's go back further let's go back and and the Friday Night Lights era kind of got brought to the forefront with with Mike Riley mm-hmm. and that was that was a good idea Coach Frost kept it but when it comes to in state kids is it fair to say that they've maybe been taken for granted for a while by nebraska well we're nebraska we're going to call you and doesn't matter who's chasing you you you're going to really think hard about lincoln because of vicinity because of family theoretically and you know we're we're it's not that we don't want you it's not that we're not going to show you love but it's it, you've just had a you've had a different product that's been on the forefront not major championships really not in contention in november for a while that's why there's been so much change and you have in state kids that have, have gone elsewhere or you just you just didn't go as hard or get the yes quite frankly that shifted to me to me with mickey joseph and bill bush they they get the recruiting game at a high level. Vince Ginta against the recruiting game at a high level. I think it's very fair and safe to say that Scott Frost and guys that have been on staff here for a while, they understand it as well. But I I think there's the, the level of player that Nebraska's going after. It's not just, let's get bookie here. To wow some other people as bait. Let's let's really treat a Malachi Coleman, a Maverick Noonan, a Brock Knudsen. Let's treat these guys just because they're from the state. They need to be wooed and wowed and and presented as to listen. You can go anywhere, man. And we're not taking you for granted. We, we need you as part of the the resurgence and. Be part of that as a, as a, as an in-state. Mickey Joseph got it from early on with the roundtable, understanding the pressures, the extra, the the added pressure that in-state kids feel and have here, and and he's able to communicate that and and help ease it probably. And that's the the biggest difference to me because you've had kids come out when they talk to Greg Smith when they when they talk to you know, Aaron Sorensen, when they talk to other members of, of different media outlets, their their take is, this is a hell of a lot different than the last time I was here. Not just on an official, but just even the unofficial. Nebraska is really putting their best foot forward here, whether you're in-state or not. They're treating the in-state kids like they're, they're
2: high-profile, out-of-state, and, and maybe that wasn't always the case. Well, I remember back to, to my days as a high schooler going around to the camps, talking to people who were a little more high level than me. And it was the expectation. I need to go have a good senior season so I can get that Nebraska offer, you know, right before signing day. It was uh, Nebraska would keep these guys in the back burner and they'd say, oh, well, we're, we're going to go recruit this great cornerback down in Texas, down in uh, Florida, down in wherever, and then, oh, that guy decides to pick a different school. Now we'll go back to that Nebraska kid who may already be committed to Wyoming, may be already committed to South Dakota State, and we're going to throw him that you offer. You are plan B, yeah. but you'd rather come here. I mean, I, I can think of multiple names off the top of my head. I think of uh, Chris Walker from Lincoln East a couple yep. of years ago. Uh, Bryson Williams was the same way, and that's a little different because of the coaching staff change. But it was the same situation where his senior year finished up, and that's whenever he got his Nebraska offer. So it, it's been. Meanwhile, uh, he's good enough to go to Wisconsin, and this has been the story of of these Nebraska kids. It's well, we have a a guy we like a little bit more. I think with uh, the Bryson Williams case, it was another kind of in-state guy. It was um, Mastery Mapu from York. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, if, yeah. If you remember him, and yeah, then, Mapu,
1: yeah, he was he was a York kid, but he ended up not qualifying. Yeah, he didn't
2: academically qualify, and then when that happened, Nebraska went, okay, let's go to our plan B here. Let's let's give Bryson an offer. Mm. So it, it, this has been the story of. Nebraska kids have been the plan B, not the priority. And, and 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 meanwhile, not always, but but it's if it's, you not, it's the general I mean, you think of uh, some of the, the better kids. Trey Foster is another Southeast kid who didn't even get a Nebraska offer. He had to walk on, didn't he? He, he? had to get a preferred walk on. Then after a year at Nebraska, he he earned his scholarship offer. But it's another guy that should have never been dealing with this in the first place from his production senior year to what he gave to nebraska he he deserved an offer coming out of high school but he was another back burner guy we know we can throw you that preferred walk-on offer and you'll come join us and it's no skin in the game for us i mean it's the same story and that's changed since scott Frost has come to the helm but that's what i remember through the bow and through the mike riley years
1: well and and i'll say this too there's there's, there was uh, an era, and I, and I referenced this 2012 walk-on class with Fultz, with Jano, with Riley. Okay, I referenced those three specifics because they were really, really good players in Lincoln. And if you're from a smaller community, even eight, nine, ten years ago, and you knew it'd be tough if you were at a smaller class school, you knew it'd be tough, to get a scholarship offer, just from a numbers game standpoint, so you were you were okay with walking on because it had been a, a lifelong dream or goal to go play for Lincoln. I think some of that shifted because the 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 the, the winning and the the trajectory the, to the trajectory of the program's gone different direction. Eight nine ten years ago, you were at least in contention or you were playing for a conference title. Now you're. You're in the midst of a of just a a, a a brutal blizzard, so to speak, of of home for the holidays. And and granted, I I hate to dwell on that negativity, but if you're a player,
2: I mean, the last time Nebraska played in a conference title, if you're in high school right now, the last time Nebraska played in a 10 conference years, title 11, game, no, ten years you, ago, you were probably six or seven years old, especially if you're a class of twenty twenty four kid. Now we're talking. You were five or six. You might not even remember that.
1: No, you, you may know of this. Who is this Sue they speak
2: of? Right? Yeah, that's, that, isn't that craziness that well, that's the kids are in high school now? Twenty twelve, though,
1: but that thing is to be you know but the, Nixon tape burned the the Big Ten championship
2: game where you gave up seven. But the, the kids who are in high school now don't remember watching Indomitian Sue for the most part. They, 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 they heard stories of, oh, yeah, you see that Sue guy that's stepping on dudes in the NFL? He played at Nebraska. He was great. He you should have seen his 2009 I wish you could remember the 2009 season. These kids nowadays don't remember that. Like, the, the the earliest football memory they have is Bo Pelini at Nebraska, most likely. They don't even remember the Callahan years. They were two years old for that. Mm.
1: Well, Nebraska doing some really good work. Uh, also offering Ontario Thompson defensive tackle Juco Really good athlete, good speed at Iowa Western Community College. Didn't play last year. He redshirted, but he is an offer. Uh, We'll get to Frank Solich as well as uh, Coach Solich up for the College Football Hall of Fame. But all smiles, it it sounds like and it looks like from at least a couple of guys. Jaden Doss, of course, from Kansas City is uh, committed, did so Friday. Your next get is Brock Knudsen from Scott's bluff, and he's a, a super talent. And you look at Knutson, and Nebraska's building a nice stable of, of in-state offensive linemen for 2023. He's the fourth Nebraskan to join the class of 2023. You've got Gunnar Gatula from southeast. You've got Sledge. Um, okay. Our time or their time? Our time. Okay. Done. Cool. That works well. Thank you. So, yes, Brock Knudsen, we'll, we'll have him on tonight in like a little post-show deal, and then we'll get that out on social media for you. And then we'll play then it we'll the tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, we'll re-air tomorrow. So, sorry, uh, hit, hit the brakes going forward here. But you've got Gatula, you've got Sledge, now you've got Knudsen, and, and those are guys that are Pretty high level, they're Nebraskans, and we we have spent the last few shows getting input from different people we trust and know in the recruiting game. And there is that that feel, and even Coach McBride, who we'll talk to in an hour. It, it just might mean a little more. And I don't hate to go SEC mantra <laughs> with you right now, but if it, if it, if if you're a Nebraskan or you you you're from here or you're from the region, you're uh you're gonna push a little harder. If all possible, if at all possible, to uh, to get this thing directed the right way, but it's just different, and it's different in a great way because you've got attention to detail from a guy like Mickey Joseph, who has gone after big time fish. Mickey's a guy who gets personalities, like Mickey's a, a no BS guy, and and he isn't going to lie to you. He's going to tell you what's up, and and he's going to hold you to it. And I think that is refreshing, and it's a tightrope act to – it really takes work. Get to know the kid on a personal level, talk to him. And, yeah, you want something. You want the commitment. You want want the chance to coach him. You want the chance to to help him grow up. But there's also the competition part where, yeah, man, it's – it's, it's, a, it's a game, and you want to win if you're Nebraska when it comes to high-level, high-talented guys are going to help your program thrive and be better. And you sure as hell want to be able to do it in-state. And that is, that's the big difference with these two hires. 500-mile radius in-state in, in Nebraska. And it's Mickey Joseph, and it's Bill Bush, and it's both those guys that know Nebraska, that know the region, that have connections around the region. And, and you've got cred and track record that is going to maybe win the day where you'll get visits, you'll get interaction because you're the home state school. But now, now these guys understand, some of the new guys on staff, that you've got to treat the in-state kids as that priority, the same as the out-of-state the same as the out-of-state five-star or four-star, three-star, and and that that to me is is a great thing that gives Nebraska uh, a real fight. Good story from Sam McEwen as well with what Scott Frost did uh, with reshaping the program. And Nebraska's major advantage is NIL, at least from a. From a roster switch and potential upgrade in athleticism going through the portal. And then you add five new staff members, you overhaul recruiting, you let Ginta and Mickey and Bush do their thing there. And your results early on 13 visits this past weekend. Greg Smith is next. of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And we're
0: back. Fellas, so, think we could listen to the radio listen? on Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
1: Yes!
0: That's awesome!
1: Thanks for spending time. Can watch us right now with uh, Greg Smith, the hardest working man in recruiting from Hale Varsity. HaleVarsity.com and magazine at Greg Smith HV on Twitter. And uh, we are rolling here on ESPN Lincoln's Twitter feed live and also on the ESPN Lincoln Facebook. Greg Smith with Greg in the home office off to the left and right. There's Kareem, there's Kobe, there's uh, Shaq, probably uh, Magic, of course, and uh, not pictured as all the Laker jerseys uh, in, in the Greg Smith home office. Greg, busy weekend, Friday night lights, the camp circuit yesterday, the Malachi Coleman press conference. Ballpark this weekend. Give Nebraska a grade, at least with with some of the prospects you've been able to communicate with.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's, it sounds like Nebraska uh, is about an A uh, w- when it comes to the official visits from the weekend and all of the prospects that they had on campus um, throughout this recent time period here. And there were a lot of guys <laughs> that came through campus. But I, it feels like everyone came away really impressed with the staff. And I think the word that continues to come up is genuine. Everybody keeps saying that the staff was really genuine and made them feel wanted.
1: That's a good word. Elijah and I were just chatting, and Elijah's a lot closer to this than I am. Uh, Just with his age and and peers, he's had recruited and go play college football. And it it just seems like it's it's a different Nebraska a little bit with with Mickey Joseph. It's a different Nebraska with Vince Ginta. It's a little bit of a different Nebraska because you have so much in-state talent, That you want to keep in-state, but Nebraska is not taking that in-state for granted.
3: No, they they absolutely are not. And I think one of the things that a lot of people, myself included, has said um, for a long time is that Nebraska, especially as this talent really continues to rise in the state, they need to recruit those kids the same way that they would, you know, the kids that they had in from Georgia this weekend, right? Or the kids they had in from Louisiana. Like you have to give them the same love and attention that you give to those kids and really make them feel wanted because they do not lack for options, right? Like those kids Mm -hmm. can go any number of places at this point.
2: Now, Greg, you mentioned the, the rising talent in the state, and that's been a discussion we've been having for the past week. Is the talent rising, or is just the, the, the notoriety and the publicity around some of these guys rising? And One of the things I brought up, it's probably over a year ago now on this show, is the fact that Nebraska's starting to recruit some of these legacies. When you look at Maverick Noonan, uh, other guys, Riola, do you think there's an aspect... That the the players that are in high school now had parents that were growing up uh, and, and passionate about Nebraska in the 90s and they wanted their kid to go be a Husker football player because of what they saw in the 90s. Is there anything to that or am I just, you know, grabbing at smoke there?
3: Uh, There's a little something to it. It helps that those guys um, have have some very famous fathers that have played here at Nebraska. Um, It it definitely doesn't hurt. Uh, But I think it also, this started to me years ago when you had like that Cam Jergens year. And Mm -hmm. back then, when all sorts of schools from around the country came to Beatrice, Nebraska, to be able to see him play and to evaluate him. And it kept bubbling up from there. And really the trickle down effect is, is that younger kids in Nebraska now get seen early earlier and earlier because there's kids ahead of them as well that are performing that are getting looked at um, for scholarship offers. So when you see a Danny Kalin who picked up a scholarship offer out of Bellevue West last year or a Davon Hall who has had multiple offers now for a couple of years, like that's because they had like Keegan Johnson and those guys ahead of them that brought um, different college evaluators to their school. So I think it's a combination of things as to why you're seeing a lot of these kids blow up at this point.
1: Greg Smith with us recruiting insider. HailVarsity.com and magazine at Greg Smith HV. Greg, will start with the commitment earlier today. Brock Knudsen, I know you've chatted with him. Uh, thoughts on the commitment? Nebraska's got a nice in-state trio on the, uh, the offensive line.
3: Yeah, they definitely do. You, you didn't have to go very far for three offensive linemen, right? Like right here in Lincoln, right in Omaha, and then out in Scott's Bluff, still in the state. Um, Brock was really high on his time uh, with Coach Donovan Rayola. One of the things that I know you and I have talked about on this show is that no one kind of knew how Coach Rayola would be as a recruiter, really because he hadn't done it before. It wasn't a good or a bad thing. We just hadn't seen him do it. And guys seem to really connect with him over watching film and him going through kind of player comparisons, the way that his, he teaches in his teaching style because remember that guys like Brock were able to come out and see the spring game also saw spring practice so they got to see some of that stuff I think those two have a really good relationship plus Brock really likes what's building um, in that offensive line room as well you know we've got those other in-state guys in his class but you've also got uh, some guys like Henry Latosky Teddy Prohoska guys Hunter Anthony actually was his player host guys that he was around a lot this weekend that he really bonded with.
1: Greg, let's talk about uh, Maverick Noonan, in-state prospect, and edge guy. Uh, we, uh, I remember watching Danny growing up and also with Dallas, just incredible ball player. Well, Mav's, uh, Mav's really talented. Mav's got, uh, got a lot of folks after him. We've highlighted the, uh, the, uh, the, the Harrison Phillips connection and then the Stanford offer. How did this weekend go? I know you spoke with Maverick.
3: Yeah, it went really well for Maverick, and I think one of the things that's always kind of unique about these guys, like Noonan, uh, Brock was like this too, and a couple of others that have been to Nebraska so many times for unofficial visits. It's almost a challenge for the Huskers to find something different to show them. And what Maverick said was is that they were able to really go in a lot more detail with what things would be like for him as a student athlete at Nebraska, and he was able to spend more one-on-one time with the players because of the timing of this visit. And that was something that kind of surprised me, as when when it comes to June official visits versus when guys are here kind of during the season it's everyone to a basically said that they've got, they got a lot of, a lot more face time with coaches and players, which was really impactful for them.
1: Greg Smith is with us on Hale Varsity. You know, Mickey Joseph has um, been, been very key. Uh, Bill Bush also, uh, super important, uh, with just the 500 mile radius and, and of course the out of state talent, but also that in-state connection. Uh, Greg, uh, give me a thought here with Josh Manning. You've got a video sit down with him that just posted one of one of uh, quite a few wide receivers that were on campus this weekend. What's the word on Manning?
3: Yeah, I, I think that Manning is another guy that has been here several, several times now going back a couple of years. Um, and he really liked his his time spending uh, with Mickey Joseph. He also started, he mentioned that he got along well with those other wide receivers that were here because sometimes that can be a little sticky, right? When you start to have, you know, three, four really talented wide receivers, you just have one in Jaden Doss who committed on Friday ahead of Friday Night Lights. Uh, that feels like it was years ago now based on all of the things that have happened. Um, but he's, Manning said that he got along well with Malachi Coleman and Amari Miller and Barry Jackson, who are also all here. And his big thing was this weekend, he wanted to see how Nebraska him, would utilize him in their offense. And I think they answered those questions to go along with that growing relationship with Mickey Joseph.
2: Greg Smith's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, and Greg, we also got to get to another guy in that wide receiver room, maybe, in Malachi Coleman, top uh, recruit in the state of Nebraska, and Nebraska, as you mentioned, has some good recruits this year. What was Malachi's takeaway from this weekend? I know he was pretty vocal on social media and had a, had a sit down uh, last night with some reporters as well. Uh, does, does that mean good things for the relationship between Malachi Coleman and Nebraska?
3: As unique a situation as I've ever been a part of that sit down at the coffee house yesterday. um, It was very funny that he sat down immediately and said, even though he was sitting there in Nebraska gear and his parents both had on Nebraska gear that he was not announcing a commitment. Uh, That was very funny. We all got a (laughs) chuckle out of that. Um, But he did then follow that up by saying that that was the best trip that he's taken of this entire recruiting process. That is a great sign um, for Nebraska as they continue to pursue him hard. I think the Huskers are in a really good spot for Malachi. I know the people are going to sweat it out over him um, because he's going to take some other big time visits. Now, what was interesting too, is he mentioned he only has Michigan scheduled right now on the official visit calendar. Um, he may go out to Oregon, Oklahoma, a couple others, but he's also going to save some visits for um, in season as well, uh, which is really, I think a test of, Hey, I need to see Nebraska win some more games this year, which is fair.
2: Greg quickly here. Whenever you look at the, the top recruits in Nebraska, uh, I mean, you got Malachi Coleman, Maverick Noonan, Gutter Gatula, Ben Brommer, Brock Knutson. And I mean, these top guys all picking Nebraska, it seems like, with the exception of Zane Flores. Do, do you think Malachi is the, the last real challenge Nebraska has if they want to pull off what's pretty close to a, a clean sweep in the state of Nebraska in 2023?
3: Yes, I do think that he's going to be the toughest pull, and I think he's going to be the last one to make a decision too. I think that he, I do think that he ends up taking this through the regular season um, and probably do it right before the December signing period.
1: Greg, a number of kids from Louisiana and Georgia on campus this past weekend. Nebraska's done a really nice job of building their roster with Georgia kids, uh, thanks to Coach Becton. Is, is that comforting? potentially for some incoming Georgia kids to be able to talk to some kids that made the move out of SEC country.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And it it was really interesting to to see on Friday night as those guys were kind of milling around inside of the stadium um, with their player host is that they all got matched up with Georgia um, players on Nebraska. Like Nebraska has enough Georgians on the roster to be able to do that with all of those guys um, or then have like a guy like DeColdis Crawford, you know, kind of walking around as a a guy who just got here from Louisiana with some of the wide receivers too. That's definitely helpful. It is also helpful um, that Jan Aaron Bonner is a guy who came from Cedar Grove High School last year in Georgia and he had three former teammates that were all here this weekend for official visits and a kid um, a running back that's a 25 kid that already has ACC offers because they just crank them out at Cedar Grove down there um, it definitely helps and I think that they Nebraska put their best foot forward with all of those kids.
1: Greg Smith with us Greg, uh, what's uh, the commitment watch look like for you Knudsen today, Doss on Friday uh, could, could we hear or see some uh some yeses here this week or is that on hold what's your gut say
3: my gut says that we still could see another or two. I don't, I don't know how quickly, um, but I do have my eye on both Amir Herring, the offensive lineman from Michigan, and Amariot Miller, another wide receiver, talented kid out of Louisiana who had previously committed to Mickey at LSU.
1: Greg, a take on Ontario Thompson, defensive tackle, fast kid, Juco kid didn't play last year. Got about a minute here. A thought from you on, on that offer. Does Nebraska see... Something on tape or is it more of another body that's local?
3: Yeah, I think they do see some, they saw something in that Friday Night Lights camp because he ran, ripped off, like what was it, a 4 six forty out there <laughs> as an almost 300-pound kid. When you see that, the head coach is going to come over and talk to you, and he did. Um, so that was interesting. And then he picks up the offer. He's local here at Iowa Western. Nebraska needs to continue to recruit that school hard um, and get guys, because so they always have D1 players at that school. I think Nebraska is going to want to see him play uh, this coming season, but he did tell me that Eric Tenander wants him to come back for a visit in the fall, and I think things will kind of Kind of
2: go from there. Greg, last thought here, about 15 seconds, uh, if you don't mind, Chris. I mean, we've heard so much about the new coaches making an impact in recruiting. Have there been any 2023 kids who have been doing a good job peer recruiting this class?
3: Oh, uh, Pop Watson is, is the top peer recruiter right now. It, he's out there, and he's in the ear of all of these kids, especially the wide receivers. He said that the coaches gave him a list of wideouts to go after, and he's doing his part.
1: Hmm. Good enough. Greg Smith with us. Follow Greg on Twitter at Greg Smith hv and check out his video work of course the uh, youtube hail varsity channel greg some cool sit downs with these recruits and uh did you get a coffee
3: it, it is right here actually <laughs> you're, you're you're still on it
1: i
4: didn't see the iv bag so i had to ask greg appreciate you man thanks guys Calling all soccer fans. Union Omaha is back home after an unbelievable showing in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup round of 16. An upset over Minnesota United? That's our team. So join them when they come home May 28th for educational outreach night presented by Bellevue University. The Owls will face Northern Colorado Hailstorm FC and after a couple of road matches will come back on June 18th to face Greenville Triumph SC. It's It's also Pride Night. We'll see you there. Chime in.
0: 402-466-ESPN or email the show. Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hale Varsity
1: Radio. So we'll talk with Coach John Gingery of Lincoln East. Coming up. Malachi Coleman going into his senior season for the Spartans. Charlie McBride's in 20 minutes. Good stuff from Greg Smith. There's so much to... Get to and kind of the, the wow visits for a lot of the in-state kids and a lot of camaraderie. The uh, thing I got a kick out of was Bo Yule, right? So Nebraska, and we'll hear from Malachi Coleman in just a moment. Nebraska went all out and they they did the hookup with, uh, I think they, the, the kids that were there, Elijah, had these giant like tomahawk steaks I mean the kind that I think uh, I, I owe you <laughs> based on our NBA steak and a beer bet, but these you know forty-plus ounce steaks that just melt, right? You sear them, then you throw them on the grill, and it's beautiful. And I think Bo Uly took two of them down. That that's that is not quite the John Candy old 96-er, but you do two forty. Plus ounce steaks that you're you're pushing ninety. How many pounds is that? I I, I would, I would pound probably say three three and a half four pounds. You do the, the quick red meat math.
2: How many <laughs> ounces in a pound is now getting googled? Well, Sixteen okay. ounces. Okay. See that that's the only thing I needed. Now we just do ninety divided by sixty. Mm-hmm. All right. About so, five pounds. A little over five. Bang! I mean that'd
1: be a good <laughs> dude. That's a good Friday night. <laughs> What'd you do? Got the sweet, the meat sweats and ate five pounds of steak. I mean, that'd, that'd be
2: good. Talking recruiting here. If, if someone gives me five pounds of steak, I might recruit. I might commit on the spot. <laughs> Fini- finish off the first. Your, your second here is uh, is waiting for you if you commit to us right now. I'm there. Bring me a third <laughs> and I'm yours. Let's <laughs> <laughs> no, bring me a third and I'll start peer recruiting tonight. <laughs> after my, my meat-sweat coma <laughs> ends. But
1: let's uh, hear from Malachi Coleman and can check this video out. Hail Varsity YouTube channel. and hope you got logged on. Still time today, I believe, to get your subscription, hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe if you want the yearbook, right? We're talking with Brock Knudsen later tonight from Scott's Bluff, a Scott's Bluff uh, peer, Garrett Nelson, of course, on the cover, but get your subscription, alevarsity.com, backslash subscribe.
2: And let me just tell you right now, he said, if you want the yearbook, trust me, you want the yearbook. Yeah, this, awesome. this is the, the crown jewel every single year. No, oh, it's incredible. It's the best Hale Varsity has to offer, and it's just wonderful every single year. You, you got to get yourself a copy.
1: So here is uh, here's Malachi Coleman. We'll get his take on things. So you have a number of media... On a Sunday, I was at baseball, and this is Malachi sitting down with family. And instead of forty-seven phone calls all day Sunday after his seven-on-seven seven wrapped up, he just said, "Let's let's go have a let's go have a cup of coffee, and I'll answer some questions to the masses." If y'all
5: thought I was gonna commit, I'm still waiting on my date, but it's just a lot easier to have everybody here and doing interviews like this versus just having like 20, 30 phone calls at once. So thank you all for coming. And I really appreciate all appreciate all y'all. So,
1: so that, this is Malik. I just try to take care of folks. That's job is to cover him, cover recruiting. And he called, uh, called the sit down here. But, uh, pretty simple question. How was the visit? I
5: ain't going to lie. They knocked it out of the park. Like That was my favorite visit by far. They knew how to get it done. Uh, we got to see a lot of different stuff. I got to meet go with the coaches, uh, sit down with them more, get to know them personally. So it was fun,
1: yeah. So the connection, very real. Uh, but, you know, what was different? You've been to Lincoln before. You, you're, you're from, from Lincoln. <laughs> but as far as a, a visit, you've been on unofficials. How did it differ here? They showed me
5: exactly how they're going to use me. And, like, they, they pulled up film to pull uh, – they pulled up a bunch of different plays and how they're going to use me and that type of stuff. And they didn't – they still didn't – they showed love, like, like no other. I mean, it's unofficial, and they still over here trying to make me feel like I'm special, and I love that. They still have the number one guy, so they, they definitely showed that
1: you got to communicate that, and Coach McBride says it all the time, just be honest, you're going to play, here's where we want to use you, here's what we're thinking, and here's why. But Nebraska uh, went to the film room and said, here's who we think you kind of remind us of, or here's what we see us doing, and more of the specifics on, on how he would be used. And this is pretty intriguing. So when Mickey said that, well, obviously Mickey and um wants me on offense, but he said
5: uh, if I wanted to, I get one play on defense, third downs, I can go rush. But he said he pulled <laughs> me right back out after that. But, yeah, that's also a possibility that I love that, being able to still
1: go both ways a little bit. so That's really cool because, I mean, you've got receiver, you've got tight end, you've got bigger body slot. But, oh, by the way, he's you know, going to run track. He's not going to enroll early. He's finished second in the state in the hundred. So he can take the top off going downtown, but he's also big and physical to be a a real mismatch. If you put him in the slot and you put some weight on him and good, good luck. And he was a a terror off the edge for East. And we'll talk with coach Gingery about that here less than an hour. And if if he's gonna be a a sub package, I mean that's creative thinking. It's not like it probably hasn't been discussed or thought of before. I mean he's a two way guy in high school, but at the college level, you don't really see that a ton. Once in a while you'd see Sue line up as a fullback, right? Once in a while just so we can go hurt people and then catch a touchdown against Kansas. You'd also see Charles Woodson once in a while, or even Dion. Yeah. I think
2: who's that Michigan kid, uh, Jabril Peppers. Yes. That, that's the real last like guy I can remember who was not only a two-way guy, but a guy who made an impact going both ways.
1: Well, and think about this. If, if when Peppers was in, when Woodson was in, when Dion was in, okay, decoy, or are they going to throw him a, a slant route and he's just a better athlete than you and it's game over? It's a simple play, but it's a player or make it a play. Mm-hmm. And with Coleman, at six five, he gets off the edge, and he's athletic as all get out. You can get to the quarterback. What's your stat line? I had eight catches for one seventy six and three touchdowns, and I played seven snaps on defense
2: with three hurries, a sack, and a pass deflection. Good game. I mean, the only wide receiver I can think of, and this is at a different level that that went both ways at a position other than cornerback or defensive back was maybe Calvin Johnson, but he kind of came in as that fifth defensive back in like hail mary situation. Yeah, I mean he
1: behind. he was I mean he was Same truly truly special.
2: I mean that that be that's rare for a guy of this size to to be going both ways. So we'll see if that were actually to come to fruition or not. But man, it. Makes you smile.
1: Let's uh, wrap up here with Malachi Coleman and uh, the difference in Mickey Joseph.
5: When you got a coach of that caliber coming in, I mean, he's got Jamar, he's got Justin, he's got Marshall. like He knows how to deal with people like me and he knows how to craft them into being a first round draft pick. Obviously, my dreams to go to the NFL, but he also makes sure that school's a priority well, for me. And there are very many coaches that are like that, so I really appreciate
1: him for that. So, uh, first-hand take on, on the Mickey difference. We'll wind down this first hour. It's Hale Varsity. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
0: And now. And now, back to Hale
1: Varsity Radio. One final time, it's Hale Varsity Radio, hour one, almost in the books. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel, Coach McBride coming up. Charlie McBride, a Monday with Charlie We'll spend time with East coach John Gingery, get his take on Malachi Coleman, all the uh, spotlight that is, not just from Nebraska and uh, fans and uh, recruiting, but also uh, all those national programs that want to see him go sack a quarterback or catch football, but want to see him on their campus Brock Knutson will spend time with him tonight. The newest commit for Nebraska 2023 is uh, we'll put that out on uh, both social channels, ESPN, Lincoln's Facebook, check that ESPN, Lincoln's uh, well, ESPN, on demand section, but we'll also tweet out the full interview via Facebook, via Twitter. So that'll be done here a little bit after seven. We'll hear that full interview Tomorrow, so in Omaha tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be at West Side or I'm going to be at the Hale Varsity Club mm-hmm. in Omaha. So either or, but uh, Junior is uh, in action against uh, West Side tomorrow night. Busy weekend of, of ball for us. We went three and one. Bell West had a little too much umph offensively. Forest and got beat ten to eight, but uh, good back and forth ball game. Pretty wild, Monday when it comes to college baseball.
2: I mean, it's it's been it's been pretty pretty good. Well, and it's still been good today. That's what I mean. They, I never checked. Did Michigan baseball end up winning the game today?
1: They got beat last night. They were down, I think, seven to three, or either up seventy three.
2: No, they they were down seven to three in the weather delay. and Then they came all the way back, and whenever. I came over here. They were up by nine to seven. Oh, so, ah, they lost. So what, what's the what's the rundown? Do we have it? I know
1: Michigan got ousted. I know that Arkansas, Oklahoma State, it's still coming up later. It's later, but that's been venomous. They they hate each other. Well,
2: in Oklahoma State,
1: I uh, can't remember who they were playing, but they, Eastern Carolina's kid hit some some rocket shot and was sitting there and posing. Maybe you saw this on social media. He was about to do the old option pitch, right? with the bat the, the old umpire. bat flip the umpire comes up behind him and gives him a little draft bump to get him going up the first baseline
2: well if you do would you that would you do that would i do that hell no you don't you don't care you do not care about bat flips do you no it's you uh, the kidding? these kids should be allowed to show emotion in the biggest game of their life to to date like mm-hmm. It's the biggest game of your life. You just hit a bomb in front of the home fans. You're probably going to be hosting a super regional because of this bomb. And the umpire's coming up behind you saying, get to first faster. Oh, stop it, man. Just stop. That. But what, but if you
1: don't do that, then the next pitch is in his ear. The next guy's ear. Yeah. Okay. You're good
2: with it. Yeah. That's on the, That's on the team. That's not on the umpire to stop. If the team is going to bat flip to a point where you're going to make the pitcher angry enough that they're going to throw at your next guy, that's your risk.
1: Then, then don't, don't throw bombs.
2: Don't give give up the home run. Don't throw bombs. And if you don't want your next guy in the lineup to get hit, don't do the bat flip. But if you're accepting that risk, (laughs) bat flip away. Bat flip away. And I should just want to give some credit out there. Accept the risk is Elijah's mantra. That's pretty good. This is some credit uh, to be given. If you do see that video on social media, it was taken by uh, UNL alum Will Stone. Oh, good. worked for years for the athletic department. He's now working off of Eastern Carolina, and he got the, uh, the video that one day. I was in contact with him.
1: That's so. awesome, man. Let's uh, make sure we buckle up at one out of every three fatal crashes in Nebraska involves an alcohol-impaired driver. Why take chances if you drink, don't drive? A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Good hour, too, on the way. Charlie McBride, John Gingery, Tail Varsity. were presented by the Nebraska Lottery.
4: Calling all Storm Chasers fans. A team you never get to see is making their way to Werner Park June 7th through the 12th, and that's the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. It's the first meeting between the two franchises, and there's plenty going on that week. June 9th is the Chasers Community Celebration for Pride Night, presented by PayPal. June 10th is What If Night, where the Storm Chasers will change their name to the Hogs. A little backstory, that was a previous Omaha team and was a potential name change when the franchise was looking to rebrand. It's a battle of pigs versus hogs. You can't have a name change without new jerseys too. Specialty jerseys will be worn that night. And of course, they'll be autographed and auctioned off. Snag your favorite player June 10th and then run it back on the 11th. It's Salute to Corn Night, presented by the Nebraska Corn Board. It's a celebration of all things corn. Corn on the jerseys, corn in the stands. Trust me, this game will be amazing. See you
0: there.
1: Back with you, Tower 2. We'll get to Coach McBride here shortly. First on the horn, Artes. Artes, where you at, man?
6: Uh, I'm in the middle of Iowa. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm probably sorry to hear that. fan in town here. Probably the only the fan in this town, but I, I got my Husker gear on, so it's all good. You drive
1: it along? You get your, your, your big red rig going?
6: Oh, well, always. you know. And how is my favorite uh, radio personalities doing today? We're good.
1: We are good. We're just gearing up for, well, we're gearing up for... Hey, recruiting 80, you, 80,
6: 80, 82 days baby to husker football 12, 12
1: saturdays you go into ireland
6: yeah yeah I, well i don't know about that trip but i'll definitely <laughs> make a couple of other games
1: <laughs> well good good yeah. good man no we're. Well, i'm uh, excited we're i'm in. really
6: excited really excited about the huskers you know with all the portos and all that uh i'll be honest with you chris i really think they could go 6-0 and to start the season on paper not well, on, on paper,
1: paper, yeah. I mean, it all kind of starts uh, right foot forward with Ireland. Oklahoma, I think, is is gettable based on what they lost in their transition. But while we don't know, Artez, and I'm with you, that it could happen. It just hasn't. So it's hard to just push all your chips in the middle there. But I like the changes, right? I like the changes on the coaching staff. Uh, I, I think they're already paying off in the recruiting world. With uh, with Mickey and, and and of course with Bush, uh, I think uh, Raiola really connected well with the kid out of Skons Bluff, which is great. But right. chem- chemistry is my question with Portal, and the the chemistry question r- r- easier said than done, especially when you factor in NIL. Well,
6: we got huge huge guys coming in, big big names and what have you, but. Have we put enough emphasis on the offensive line this recruiting season at all? I mean, how do you feel about that?
1: I think I think what they're looking at from a recruiting standpoint uh, for 2023 is really good. I mean, it's three in-state okay. kids. Uh, and right, then right. The, all the kids that are on the roster now need to pretty much perform, right? Because they were right. highly, highly rated coming in. Maybe right. a different set of eyes and a different voice will help. Uh, improve that output, because the O-line was a major issue last year.
6: Yeah, I see Coach McBride's coming up. I, uh, My old high school football coach at uh, Denver Central, Jerry Hildebrand, played with uh, Charlie at Colorado, and he always teases me, you know, being a Husker fan, that they held Nebraska to not a single first down in that one game they played. They won seven to nothing, but Nebraska didn't get a single first down. I always – Gives me crap about that. Give me to this day,
1: man. So, uh, well, uh, Artes, just tell him that's just one ball game.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they actually went to the Orange Bowl that year, uh, Colorado. I think they beat Auburn. At, I, I remember, right?
1: Yeah, so, I think I they know. won it in 62,
2: 61, 62. 62 yeah, but, yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. That that year, they Nebraska didn't get a single first down. That's how tough that B- Buffalo defense
2: was. That's well, ridiculous. Nebraska didn't get a single first down that day, but Colorado didn't get a single national championship in their history. So. They no, they won. got the one, they won, but that, that never counts. Yeah, Artez, oh,
1: come on. <laughs> yeah. Artez, be good, buddy. Thanks for listening. Hey, appreciate, I appreciate you, it, guys. See you Take care. Yep. Right. there he is. Bye. Bye. That's uh, Artez Craig Rogers' brother. We love him. Uh, he's uh, taking care of you with that supply chain, hauling across the country uh, with his uh, with his big rig. And uh, we will get to Coach McBride in a moment. Can send emails. Uh, always do so, Chris at HaleVarsity be sure to uh, find and follow us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. Chris Schmidt at Herbal Essence for Elijah Herbal uh, is where you find us on Twitter. We'll uh, be happy to let you know about the podcast, Tale of Our City Radio six days a week. Be sure to uh, subscribe to that and uh, give us a rating. Give us a like. Be sure to uh, check that out. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, all three platforms, a way for you to uh, get a hold of us. We'll uh, get McBride here uh, loaded up here in just a moment and uh, excited to to talk with Coach on that. Not only get his take on recruiting, but some of the offensive line stuff. And yeah, Memorial Stadium turns uh, 100 this year. And uh, there's plenty of of really cool records and uh, plenty of, of records that... Maybe not so cool, but not a lot of those under, under Coach McBride's watch. So we'll talk with Charlie uh, in just a moment here on Hale Varsity. John Gingery with us in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, we will get that happening with him. And uh, we welcome in Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride.
2: Riding around in his golf course, as or on his golf course as we speak. Coach, how are how we shooting today? <laughs>
7: Oh, I'm not playing golf. I'm just going to down and check some people out to see if they're here. If they're not.
1: Okay. So you're 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 racing around on the. So is it a is it a black shirt golf cart? Does it have the skull and bones on the side? Not yet. Okay, but you're working on not, that. Not, not, yeah, when my kids get here. Oh, cool! There, this is a,
7: this is an old one, though. I mean, I've had it, and we're thinking of painting it, you know, like pink or something, right? <laughs> and put black shirts on. <laughs>
1: wow! Well, you can you can do whatever the heck you want. It's your golf cart, and, and you're the you're the black shirt. So, you you just go right ahead. My mother and father had a golf cart that uh, had uh, had all sorts of crazy designs on the side, all right, their first golf cart. It was quite ugly, but Dad said the price was right. So he, uh, he he lived with the design on that. Knowing my dad, that, that made a lot of sense. So, Coach, it was a big recruiting weekend for Nebraska. They got a, a commit for an offensive lineman out of Scott's Bluff, Brock Knudsen. And, and yeah, I mean, uh, so they have three in-state offensive linemen for 2023. But the consensus coach is uh, it's been really impressive with the job. Not only Bill Bush has done, but Mickey Joseph has yeah. done done with recruits. And and just spend a second on, on Mickey Joseph and and what you well, what, what what he's been doing.
7: Bill is probably and and then and I'm not I don't I didn't run into Mickey you know recruiting but mm-hmm. I know a lot about Bill and heard a lot about him even when I was going how hard he worked mm-hmm. at recruiting and I was hopefully that they would have hired him before this but you know it it worked out for everybody and uh, I think it's a good deal for for Nebraska I mean he's just a he's he's good now I mean and there and Mickey I know is. You know, Mickey's always been the kind of kid that can communicate with people and stuff. That's the important thing. You know, you you know, you get to know the families and uh, they feel comfortable with you. And you know, that's that's why Tom did such a good job. Is because when he got in the home, you know, he um, they felt they felt you know that they could rely on him with their children.
1: Well, Nebraska is is making you guys always made in state a priority. And if you were crunched for numbers, you still were, were just flat-out honest about we think you can play, but you might not be able to get on scholarship or, hey, we like you a lot, we, we think you can you can be a scholarship guy. But Nebraska's got so much – Infiltrations—the word I'll use. There's, there's colleges and schools. I mean, some big names that are coming after Nebraska kids more and more every year. Coach, Nebraska's right. had to, to really go hard to keep their own kids here.
7: Right. Exactly. And you know, a lot of times it's, uh you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's hard. You know.
1: Coach, do we have you? Yes. Said
7: they didn't take a kid because they didn't know where he can play. I, I took kids that never played the position of defensive tackle, and they mm-hmm. end up starting for three years for you. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's what they have and how they play in high school. And you know, you look at their speed, their toughness, and you look at some things that you think are important. And um, you know, I you know, kids I know Terry Canely wasn't a defensive lineman, and you know, and. Necessarily, that wasn't his spot, and you know it was more of a tight end type of thing, and he played course eight man. But um, you know, and, and and people like that, you know, and you end up making a defensive lineman out of them, and they playing for national championships with you, you know, because you know what's in their heart. That's the big thing, and you know you can always depend on a Nebraska kid.
1: What uh, what was special about Keneally? I know he was from Hyannis, Nebraska. No, he had large hands, but I, I always remember him playing great football for you in a lot of big games.
7: Well, t- he was one of those kids that really made. He was a self-made person. A lot it had to do with you know he was smart, he was tough, and he he just a worker. You know, he never complained. He, you know, at anything. I mean, he just kept working at getting better every day and. Um, He ended up being a heck of a coach because, you know, when he was older, he was really helping a lot with the younger guys as we had practice and things like that. And, you know, he just didn't stand around and watch. He just, you know, he, he, you know, he made it a point to, to get to know the players and do that. And I think that's, That's a big thing, and I think the Nebraska kids really kind of hung in there, and then they took care of the kids from back east and everything and brought them to their farms and ranches and stuff like that and put them on horses and did all kinds of stuff, which really helped a lot.
1: Charlie McBride's with us. Somewhere in Michigan on a golf cart is how we're going to frame it. We, uh, I made mean it home. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, uh, Artez Craig just made a phone call and says hello. That's Roger's brother, if you remember. Sure. Yeah, sure. And sure remember. He uh He says hello. I got to ask you, Coach Solich is up. He's on the ballot for the College Football Hall of Fame. What do you think of that? Well, he should be. I mean, first, hey, I,
7: first of all, Frank, Frank's the oldest guy that I think's been on the camp for a while. I think he may have been the oldest coach on the field last year.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: You know, but he's he's been consistent and he's been a good coach every place he's been. And I think that that number one to me is important. And he really is a teacher. I mean, he is. You know, he was. He was one of the best backfield coaches I I ever worked. With. I mean, he is the best backfield coach I ever worked with, and he could get kids to really block. And he was a lot. He got his. He he got taught by Mike Thor- Corrigan, mm-hmm. who of course you couldn't. He wouldn't give you the football till you blocked. somebody. You aren't going to carry it in the game till you block. And and then Frank, he took that attitude about. Making how important it was in our offense, how how important the fullback position may be one of the harder positions to play. It may not look fancy, but it they have to learn the blocking schemes and they have to know how to get to the linebackers, you know, and so forth.
1: Coach Jason Peter uh, put this out on Twitter, and he made a really good point. He's excited that that Coach Solich is on the the ballot. For the College Football Hall of Fame, but he asked a good question, and I want your reaction. How come they, uh, Dean, excuse me, how come Dean Steincooler or Broderick Thomas aren't in the College Football Hall of Fame when you look at their careers? Oh, yeah, I, I
7: don't know. I mean, there's always somebody that you know is it just gets left behind, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's the, the quiet ones, <laughs> you know. Sure. It's, uh, You know, Dean Dean was – he was really good. and How we recruited him was unbelievable. No film, look at him, talk to him, and watch him wrestle, and that was the end of it. You know, I mean, he was (laughs) – well, he ended up being the first-round draft choice Outland Award winner. So – you know, there's a lot of that's that's a good example of, of 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 not looking at film because I think he was at one of those schools down there where they parked cars around the field at night so they could parents could see the games. <laughs> You're probably not kidding. But those guys right there, see, there's so many guys that we had that deserved a, you know, I mean, it's crazy, and and I'm feeling there's some other schools too that really feel bad about some of their guys. Not being able to be in the Hall of Fame, and uh, you know, and then, but you know, they they deserve to be there. That's all I can say is I mean, they they showed what they can do. They met, won the awards. They did the things that were important mm-hmm. to to make it, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame. And uh, they, you know, unless their time runs out, they're they're going to be there sometime.
1: Charlie McBride's with us. see uh, Monday with Charlie. It's Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, as we wrap up here, what's uh, what's on the schedule this week? You going to get any fishing in? You going to do some golfing? How's the weather treating you?
7: Well, this is—I'm getting ready for uh, an easy week. I, you know, kind of a, got rest up because I got two, two or three players coming up here to visit uh, from that I coached at Wisconsin. Oh, cool! And got uh, four guys coming from the old school. The Weegarts are coming, and Keneally and. <laughs> That Engelberger will come for a day, but they're gonna—they're—they're they're not gonna stay long because they're gonna be go see a couple of Cub games, and I'm gonna be in between. They're gonna just drive up here from from Chicago, which isn't far, and uh, so it's gonna be great to see them, you know. And then, and then Jared will probably show up somewhere. Tom, you know, Tom, it's he will he will sneak in here as long as they know they're coming. He'll be here.
1: Does uh, does Jared bring uh, bring the beef, or does he expect you to cook? I
7: don't, I don't know. I don't know. He, he's got so much so much cattle down there. That their their rule is you don't name the cattle because as soon as you name one, then they don't eat it.
1: Ah, uh, I gotcha. Yeah, so,
7: you know, <laughs> like, no, I. So I that that makes sense. <laughs> we uh,
1: we we had one recruit that was here this weekend that that had two. Uh, what do we say, Elijah? Two forty-eight ounce steaks. Yeah, two. I think was it two tomahawk ribeyes. Tom- rib One of the recruits ate two of them. Holy moly! That sounds like a good <laughs> Friday night. What <laughs> a rough Saturday.
7: How about Saturday? How about, how about Saturday? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he uh, he took him down. Coach, enjoy your your players coming to see you. We'll talk on Monday. Thanks so much for a few minutes.
7: Okay, guys, have fun this week. You too. Take hit care. The ball, hit, the, hit the
1: ball straight. Uh, I'm still working on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye now. There I'll is. talk
7: to you next week. Bye-bye.
1: Mr. Uh, Mr. Blackshirt himself, Charlie McBride, uh, zooming around a golf court around Lake Michigan. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save
8: you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hail Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you for less than $20 can get everything we produce 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook and all of the premium content we produce at hail Just go to hail slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of hail That's hail slash subscribe promo code GBR. And now,
0: and now back to
1: hail varsity radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're efforting Coach Gingery uh, to get him on the horn. We'll see if uh, Coach is available and uh, get his take on Malachi Coleman. Uh, pretty interesting this weekend to uh, get his uh, to, to hear from Malachi. And uh, get his thoughts on on the, the recruiting process. Fun to chat with Coach, uh, coach McBride. And uh, always uh, love doing that with Mr. Blackshirt himself. Uh, in our one, we had Greg Smith. We welcome in longtime coach at Lincoln East. Uh, his program is incredible. They uh, win a lot of ball games, uh, and they do it the right way. Coach Gingery with us, John Gingery. Coach, how's your summer?
9: Well, it's just getting started, so uh, I'm just starting to enjoy it, Chris. But uh, uh, hopefully, it's going to be great.
1: So, how do you enjoy summer? Are you uh, are you a golfer? Are you a fisherman? Are you a guy that just chills in the weight room? How does Coach Gingery unwind? <laughs>
9: Coach Coach Gingery unwinds in the weight room and then doing camps with his guys. So, uh, <laughs> I spend a lot of time I spend a lot of time at work. So, my uh, my quiet time is on my deck with my dogs.
1: Okay. Well hey, that's a that's we have a patio and we have two dogs that aren't quiet. So good for you. Uh that, that you get some some quiet time. Coach wanted to reach out and kind of get your thoughts on uh the, the, the recruiting process with Malachi Coleman. Malachi, I remember watching him and, and seeing him as a young player, and then he's continued to emerge with uh with your football team and, and I look at last year's E Squad and how good you guys were and talented, and it's been the last several years, honestly. But what's the process been like uh, being kind of a part of it for you with Malachi? It's not just Nebraska. It's not just some Big Ten schools. It's some national programs that could be in the college football playoff that are after him.
9: Yeah, he's uh, he's had a lot of attention and, and deservedly so. I mean, he's a great kid and a great talent. and You know, I think – Chris, he's kind of untapped. I think he can still get better, um, but it's it's been kind of a crazy spring. You know, we've had we've had coaches from all over the country, and and some of the you know, as you mentioned, some of the big programs around that are they're looking at him, and and uh, they've done a good job of reaching out to him and, and making contact with him. So uh, it's been busy, but it's it's been fun.
1: John Gingery is with us, head coach Lincoln East football, Hale Varsity Radio. When you saw Malachi early on uh, at, at East, and what, what did you project for him? And, and you've seen it really pay off, but did you view him as an edge guy early or a receiver early? Tell me a little bit about how you kind of profiled his skill set.
9: Well, we always knew he was going to be a receiver type just because of his, of his length and his hands and his, and his speed. Uh, on defense, we really didn't know for sure. You know, we thought about playing him at safety when he was younger. Um, he, liked, he liked rush end and, uh, you know, an outside linebacker type. But uh, he just progressed so well. I mean, it takes me back years ago when I went to a, a coach's clinic and, and the Hurricanes were there. And I said, you know, I got a guy that runs 4-4 four, four here and a guy that runs 4-4 four, four here and a guy that runs 4-4 four, four here. What are you going to do? And that's, that's kind of Malachi. He's got that kind of speed. And uh, it allows him to make plays on, on defense just because he's he's so quick and so agile. So, you know, he kind of just fell into that natural slot as a, as a, as a rush in for us. And, and he's been really solid. He had a great year there last year. And, and we expect big things for him this year.
2: Now, now, Coach, is it hard with a guy like that to, to say – you know what we want you playing here even though he might see himself say he's playing offense wants to go play some defense is it hard uh, to to tell a guy where you think he's gonna to to play best because i think back to my days playing football and uh, i played alongside bryson williams and i remember all year long he'd be begging the coaches put in a goal line set for me i want to play running back i want to score a touchdown <laughs> and the coaches always had to tell him no and whatnot so is there any situations like that with him where he wants to get on the field and you have to say no we, we like you better here
9: no, I mean, he's really been coachable, I and mean, he's always on the field, to be honest with you. I mean, he's always, he's always drawing attention, um, and he's really been easy to coach. I, I, uh, I wish I could say it's been tough, but we've got a good relationship and uh, uh, a lot of trust built up there, and, and uh, it's been one of those guys he just wants to contribute and, and be a good part of the team, and that, uh, that makes me a lot smarter.
4: <laughs>
1: John Genger is with us, and and that's that's awesome. Uh, the coachability you, you want that you don't always get that, and you know, spend a minute here about uh, Malachi and, and his folks and just kind of his support system around there because I imagine it's pretty hectic in a good way right now, but also I'm sure it can be overwhelming for them with the amount of attention.
9: Yeah, I think uh, that part of it has been has been tough to handle initially. You know, and, and we've had talks and, and I've said, you know, just take a deep breath and, and at some point you'll have to come up with your top five and, and some of these other schools are going to have to realize that. Um, I don't want you to swim. And I said, you know, lots of times people will say things to you that's, you know, not always in your best interest. And I said, you know, you have a great support system with your family and and you have to understand it's it's a trust factor. And you To rely on those things and and rely on your coaches and and find a place that's going to be the best fit for you so he has he's got a great support system um he's well liked um and he's just a great talent, a great person and he's just a lot of fun to be around so uh i'm lucky to have him for one more year and uh we'll see what happens i mean we'll be a different team this year but uh you know, you have a kid like that. It makes you uh, a little smarter,
1: Coach. Uh, let's spend a moment on just the 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 amount of, of in state talent. You're you're coaching them. You're also playing against them. And what have you seen uh, from the sideline here? Not just this 2023 season that's on deck, but. The last couple, three years, you've had a, a ton of talent that you guys have coached up and, and from, from you know, seventh, eighth, ninth grade on to, to varsity. So, I, I mean, we've seen that covering your, your squad for, for all the years we have. But overall, is this as good an in-state kind of collection, uh, border to border, as you've seen in a while, or is it just finally now getting noticed?
9: No, I think uh, this, is, this is some of the best talent that's been around for, for quite a while. Um, there's uh, just a, a plethora of kids. I mean, you look at the talent around the state, and, and like you said, some of the people that we played against, uh, it's amazing. You know, you think about North Platte, you think about Gretna, you think about uh, Millard South and Creighton Prep, um, Bellevue West, there's just talent galore in the state right now. And, uh, you know, every week, if you're not on your A game, you're you're going to get beat. So, that part of it has been has been a challenge all the way up and down the line. So, without a doubt, it's it's one of the most talented years that there's there's been kids in this state for a long time, all the way around.
1: Nebraska really wowed Malachi this weekend uh, with some some one on one time on his official. Also, uh, they got into the film room with him. And it sounds like Mickey Joseph's doing an incredible job in recruiting him, uh, and and being you know pretty pretty honest with him. I mean, very honest with him for sure. But the the question I have here is, and maybe you can't answer or don't want to answer, but where do you think he fits best? What side of the ball, or is it possible to have him play offense and moonlight on defense? That's not common, but it's happened before.
9: Yeah, I think. Uh... You know, the university's looking at him on, on one side of the ball, and it it just depends on the, on the school. You know, some schools are talking about tight end. Uh, some schools are talking about rush end. Some t- schools are talking about outside linebacker. I mean, you just don't find kids that have that kind of talent all the time, and uh, it just depends on, on the school. So, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy that way. Now, I, I don't think they're going to play him on both sides of the ball. I think they'll settle on him, but it just depends on the needs of the school, and you know it's been so crazy with with the portal and all those numbers that are in the portal and and those people are using up scholarships you know that 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 whole thing has just been a can of worms. It all depends on on the needs of the school at hand so and it's different for every school that that's that's approached him
1: coach tell us a little bit about uh this summer the the work that's starting for for your kids and what you're uh seeing with uh, this upcoming squad from from lincoln east you've got malachi tell us about some of your other kids that you're expecting big things from
9: yeah well we've got sam capos back one of our uh, one of our top linemen he's uh, one of the top throwers in the state in in track and field and and uh, camden rebke and Carter templemeyer and harrison b so we got a lot of skilled kids coming back we lost a lot of skilled kids but uh, we have a lot of skilled kids coming back, and we're going to have to make some adjustments up front. We're going to be a different team. We're not going to be the same team we were last year. I would love to be three yards in the cloud of dust, but uh, those days are gone, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to spread things out and, and uh, utilize the talent that we have. And so this summer, we're we'll spending a lot of time on that. So we're going to we're going to work with them to get them stronger, and and that's one of the big things right now: spend time in the weight room and, and work on that team concept, and and hopefully. Uh, make some good strides
1: coach you got to ask you about noah walters uh how is his summer and and he's off to to northern alabama i loved watching him play ball how's uh, how's he doing give us a noah update
9: he's doing great uh northern alabama you know coach held was on him when he was here uh they loved him they they run essentially the same type of offense that we do and so he he took off uh the first part of june he's already down there and he's already uh Training and getting ready to to compete for that starting spot down there, and I think uh, I expect big things from the kid. I mean, he was he was outstanding. He had an outstanding year last year, numbers wise, and and uh, touchdowns, interceptions, and and yards, and just was was fantastic. He's one of those kids that doesn't come along very often, um, but he had a great year. I mean, and uh, hopefully in college he's going to do some of the same kind of things. I think he's got that kind of potential. So. We'll wait and see. I know he's going to work hard, and he's already down there getting after it, so, so we'll just have to wait and see. And, I, you know, I see him competing for the starting job. He's one of those kind of kids.
2: Coach, how do you replace a guy like that for next fall?
9: Well, you, you really don't. I mean, I'm going to have some, some good quarterback competition, but they're going to be different skill sets. Um, some of them are better runners. Some are better throwers, and, and we might use a couple different kids there. And we'll have to adapt the offense to, to the talent we have. So you really don't, you know, you, you're not going to replace a Noah. But we've got some kids that are going to come in, and we've always had those kind of kids. I mean, every, every kid comes in with a different skill set. and We have to adapt to those kids, and, and hopefully we can do, do that, you know. So I think uh, it'll just be different. It'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting, and, and we'll see what happens. We've got a killer schedule, so uh, we're going to have to come out of the shoot ready to play. So it'll be kind of fun.
2: Coach Four gets you out of here. Any he come on the Lincoln East esports team? Coach Ben Herbal, pride of the Herbal family, leading them oh, to uh, to a, a one in two finish in the Super State or Super Smash Brothers State Tournament.
9: <laughs> well, I tell you what, I, that, that's huge progress. I mean, that's that's a big thing. That's big news everywhere. They're talking about that on ESPN. <laughs> so, that's that's going to be all over. And uh, we're just going to have to wait and see how that comes out. It's going to play out in the news. I mean, it's going to be national stuff. That's 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 bigger than me, like bigger it. than my pay
1: grade, <laughs> Coach Gingery. Coach, best to you. Thanks for a few minutes today.
9: You bet, guys. Thank you, guys. We look forward to seeing you in the fall. <laughs>
1: like what you hear high quality radio and podcast just part of what we do at Hale varsity hey it's Chris Schmidt with Hale varsity radio and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale varsity radio show podcast ten dollars off the price of an annual subscription that means that you for less than twenty dollars can get everything we produce 10 issues of our monthly magazine or annual football yearbook and all the premium content we produce at hailvarsity.com just go to hailvarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the Promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe. Promo code GBR.
0: He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmidt on Hail Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taught preteen Swedish boy
1: excited to talk about some of the uh, the records Memorial Stadium turns 100 this year we'll check in with Mike Babcock this week but most points in a half 55.
2: is that by Nebraska
1: yeah, well yeah oh, thank God yeah, yeah. and well <laughs> they put up 48 and a quarter in 1983 and they put up 41 of those 48. In about a span of three minutes and forty-one seconds, hmm. the uh, Colorado <clears throat> Nebraska game. I think Skippy Neuheisel was a quarterback for for the Buffs then. No, he was UCLA. What am I thinking? He was UCLA. Coach Colorado. Point is, is is Nebraska like year two of the McCartney era? Nebraska went pinata on him. Yeah, I've seen I've seen highlights of that game. It actually. was just nuts, and to, to go forty-eight points in. in less than four minutes. <laughs> it was sweet. I mean, it was it was cool to watch the video. Uh, that uh, that 83 team. Pretty good column here by Tom Chattel, and that's not shocking. But when it comes to transparency in NIL, as a Nebraska fan, do you want to know? Now, you have numbers out there. You have numbers uh, by... The Collective, the company, uh, Athlete Branding and Marketing. Hmm. The numbers you have are this. They represent 90 current and former athletes at Nebraska. And uh, in April, they announced that there's been $850,000 in payments to Husker athletes for NIL activities. So that averages out to a little under 10,000 an athlete. Yeah, just a bit shy. Okay, okay. But what we don't know is what's what's Casey Thompson getting other than six figures. Is is what he's like. You can get that in Nebraska when he sat down with Will Compton. We don't know the specific dollar amount. We don't know what Garrett Nelson's pulling from NIL. He did that um, outing with the you know dairy right farmers and mm. cows and cows bring it every day. You have different uh, different appearances that are going on. And do you want to know what each guy is making? Do you want that published as a Nebraska fan? Do you want to know what Oshan Mathis is pulling in? Do you want to know what pick a, pick a Trey Palmer is? I mean, do you, do you care? I mean, you want... You want that level of performer here. You want to see the performance rock and roll on Saturday as a fan, right? You've, you've seen Omar Manning in glimpses. Omar, Omar Manning, bless his heart, was part of the road race, okay? So he's doing that for the, for, the, for the kids that to help raise money for pediatric brain cancer. That'll be July. But he was doing the Havelock uh, charity run was, we did an appearance and, and Carol Turner, my partner in the morning on KFOR, she was hosting that thing. Mm-hmm. So her and Omar were hanging out and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are just some things that you have student athletes do as 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 parts of their time and, and outreach that they probably don't expect to get paid for. Now, they have a chance to get paid for a lot more things now. Go sit down and do an autograph signing. It's all good.
2: I mean, there's there's two sides to every I don't, argument. I don't
1: know that I need to know the dollars and cents, mm-hmm. real time, right now, what the what the kids getting. Maybe eventually, all right. What what did a a rush in cost in nil? Have an idea? Really have a good idea? But I don't know that it needs to be published in a topic. During the season, maybe after the season, there's enough pressure to go perform this year anyway.
2: What would i like to know, yes. Do I think do I should know? Should it be published? No. I don't think it should be public information, even though I would like to know. If I was an athlete, I wouldn't want that kind of information out there while I was in college. And if the athletes want to release that information after they graduate college, after they're off doing yeah. whatever they're going to do after college, I'd love to know. But I don't think that unless... They are the ones releasing the numbers while they're here. Unless they're the ones that have signed off saying, "Yes, I'd like everyone to know," uh, then no, I don't think we should have access to that information. No,
1: no. I, I mean, you have the other the other like devil's advocate to this is you've got some guys that are going to accept six figure checks. They're going to they're they're old enough to <laughs> to uh, to take whatever pressure and criticism come with that. All right? You go to pro ball in the NFL. If you're uh, if you're Baker Mayfield and you have a a bad 2021 season, which he did. He got lit up by the Cleveland media. He got lit up by the national media. He had very few Baker Mayfield apologists. Chris Sims being one saying the guy went and played hurt because you pretty much forced him to (laughs) because you weren't because you weren't going to extend his his uh, his option for a fifth year. And now you're making him hang around because you don't know, just not to jump completely off here, but case in point, as a pro athlete, if you don't perform or you have a bad game in a big game, you're going to get hammered for it. It's part of the deal. And while it's not looking amateur anymore, they're still not not making millions of dollars in, in most instances. They're still college kids. Right, and they're they're different, and they're they're are they different than the waiter at a Haymarket restaurant that isn't good at his job or her job? And what happens? You have an online review. Did that didn't happen? Probably not by name, but these guys are also public figures, in the sense. But they're still, to me, they're still under that. That amateur umbrella as far as college kids where it, it can't be like that a hole at Arkansas going after the, with the Arkansas okay. baseball player. Oh. The the radio host. You were gone, I think. I do believe I was
2: gone for that. But
1: but you you can't it can't get personal or, or, or toxic that way. I mean it's it's already bad enough in some instances on social media with the fan base. Not many, but some. The vocal minority that freak and totally get it. You're passionate, but it it doesn't excuse it. If you're, uh, if you're venomous and personal and cross the line. And I think adding a dollar amount next to their name would, would, would already take a volatile situation and make it worse because then you're going to get screamed at for, well, you're making all this money, you're not doing a damn, I mean, that's where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't open that door, don't open that window. Keep these specifics, in my humble opinion, private until that athlete, he or she wants to release what they're making. Fair enough. Even though it doesn't feel amateur anymore, from an age and maturity level standpoint, uh, not everybody's grown up yet, despite the, the riches that come in name, image, and likeness. We'll wind down on Monday. Good show today, and uh, find the podcast, Hail Varsity uh, Radio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Give us a subscription and give us a rating. We'll wind down Monday next.
8: Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hail Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor. I wanted to offer listeners of the Hail Varsity Radio Show podcast off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HailVarsity.com. Just go to hailvarsitycom slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's hailvarsitycom slash subscribe, promo code GBR.
0: Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring me in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at hailbarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio.
1: One final time. Got an email in here from Kent. And Kent says if you want all the freedom as a paid athlete, unlimited immediate transfer plus education, etc., but don't want the criticism from the payments, the endorsements essentially, where they essentially come from, the real world post-college may be tough for you. Embrace all of it now. Fair take, you, but right now you can still have a little gray
2: area, even though you're not a minor. I say, that, to that, be protected, and, and my—that's a fair take. If over fifty percent of these guys ended up going and being pro athletes somewhere, but they don't. It's—it's. I mean, if someone was being that cry, I know college is a step up from high school, but NFL is a big step up from college, and you can't be critical of, of high school kids, really. No, but, but I mean, you're you're yeah, being how, how you're being you're being t- you're
1: being treated as a. I mean, you're, you're being you're pretty much. Uh, a paid player now, through NIL. So there, the amateurism's gone. <laughs> it is, but yeah, I mean, I I just don't think it'd be in good taste to two days before kickoff in Ireland. Here is a release of all the NIL dollars, and maybe it wouldn't bother some guys. Maybe it would make some other guys thrive because, dude, I am only getting this. <laughs> and I go out and have a 17 tackle day, pay me my money. But guys, their motives have got to be bigger than NIL checks, you'd, you'd hope. I mean, you're not going motiv- to. Like, motivation's different for all walks of life, totally. And some guys want the paper, and that's what will wind their clock in the NFL. That's their motivation. Other guys want to just go win, and there's elements in between everywhere.
2: See, you know, I'd say the, the, the criticism of a, of a team like Nebraska was five years ago more than probably what the kids deserved based on what they were getting. That, that I can't deny, but I don't think that the players should expect more criticism now because of NIL money. I mean,
1: if it gets released and so-and-so's making half million dollars a year and they're bad— and they get benched. I mean, the endorsements can be taken away first and foremost. But you don't want that insult to
2: injury. Well, yeah, you know, I'm not saying you should be releasing nil dollars. I'm, I'm against that. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go and say that. I, I want to know what. Well, I do. I, the, the curiosity side of me wants to know what these guys are making. But the realist side of me knows that's a terrible idea. But why? Why do you?
1: Why do you want to know? Is it to hold? A, a certain expectation in your mind of what what justifies that dollar amount for performance. It's all it's all hedged bets right now. Okay, it's not upfront money, but it's over a period of time money. And to be in the game, this is what you're going to spend to get quarterback, running back, left tackle, rush end, or stat, stud wide receiver. Now, no BS. Like the starting point with some SEC programs pre NIL, huh. I'm I'm not kidding. Are are disastrously high, and they either pan out or they don't. But uh, good email from Kent. We'll be back at you tomorrow from somewhere in the metro. Talk to you at four on Hale Varsity.
2: A hood at media production.